Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. We have an exciting episode planned. A brand new type. Yes. Something I never thought we would get a chance to interview someone in this realm. You know, it wasn't on the top of our list. No. <laughs> or on our minds, really. Well, and that's, you know, one advantage of the direct access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast is we're pulling back the veil on our practice and you get to see all the little things we do because sometimes... Um, these little things turn into big things, and, uh, you know, we're kind of grassroots in our yeah. marketing efforts. You'll find us where you least expect us. That's right. <laughs> you never know where we'll pop up. Or and who needs physical therapy, right? That's right. You never know. Yeah, so this particular opportunity came about uh, from up in Oxford. Uh, as many people know, that was our first Original office. Original office, yes. Um, almost over 30 years, 30 years ago. Our namesake, Crazy. Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of different things going on with the university up there, and uh, Miami of Oxford is actually uh, a pretty big equestrian school. Um, Among all the sports and other things equestrian we learned today. Yeah, exactly. Is a large, large group. Yeah, and so we had uh, we had a patient who was a part of this um, group, and was talking with our manager up there at the office, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Hey, Lisa. And all the great people in our Oxford clinic. And um, Lisa thought they were having a meeting, and hey, what better place to go and get the word out? And so Lisa and our co-founder, Ken Rushi, went up and did a little talk at the uh, Equestrian Club meeting and just kind of educated them, you know, because obviously we think about uh, horse and equestrian sports, it's physical for the horse, but <laughs> it's physical for the person on the horse, too. Yeah, accidents still happen on a horse, whether they fall or get stepped on, I guess. That's right. Well, hopefully everyone's staying safe. But um, what they wanted to do was educate those um, young folks about their choices and options when it comes to direct access. And you have to stay tuned and listen because we're going to quiz one of the people that was actually at the event. And we'll see how good of a job Lisa and Ken did on educating yep. them about uh, their right to direct access and what direct access is. Yes, you'll have to stay tuned to see who keeps their job. <laughs> That's right. So hang with us. We're going to get Catherine on the line, and she can give us all the information you've ever wanted to know about equestrian sports. I know that I learned a lot today, so yeah, hold on tight. So we have a special guest joining us here, Catherine, from the Miami U Equestrian Club. Hi, Catherine. Hey, How are you? welcome, Catherine. I'm great. How about you? We're good. Good, good. So tell our listeners, the Miami Equestrian Club, tell us about what is that, what's involved <laughs> in it, and some of our listeners may not even know what equestrian means. Right. So you are the first educate of us. many. <laughs> okay, sure. So um, equestrian as a sport it just refers to horseback riding. There are a lot of different variations and disciplines of that. Um, at Miami, though, for our club and team, we have Western dressage and hunt seat riding. Um, so you don't have to ride Western um, 
would more be of like a larger saddle horn, kind of more of um, like a cowboy you could sort of like relate it to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then dressage and hunt seat are branches of English riding. Um, dressage um, is involved from the French word for training. Um, dates back to a long time ago with like the military and the different riding academies and stuff. Um, hunt seat is um, another branch of English riding um, where a lot of um, what I do or what some of our team members do is we jump over fences on on a horse. So yeah, that's what yeah. I do mostly. I'm on the hunt seat team here. Um, we have around 160 students. Um, that's involved. awesome. That sounds like a ton. I mean, to oh, me, yeah. like, I thought there was going to be like, like five a, or ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like a super thriving club and group. Is that like an average size or is like Miami's equestrian club and team like the bigger in than the nation? usual? Yeah. Um, I believe we're definitely on the larger side of the uh-huh. teams that we compete against. Um, I know the University of Finley also has a very large team as well as the University of Kentucky. But I do think that we have one of the biggest programs around, at least that I um, know of. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. Okay, cool. Was that a draw for you to go to Miami? Yeah, definitely. Um, I grew up riding horses, and I actually own one, so he's at home right now. But I knew that I couldn't just go to college and not have that be a part of my life at all so most of the colleges that I toured did have equestrian programs um, and Miami's was a huge draw for sure awesome so how many people would you say in the club are um, like you have a ton of experience and grew up riding versus are there anybody that just shows up and just says I want to ride a horse today Yeah, there are definitely all levels. Um, we do have some people joined who have, are just learning to ride, have never been on a horse before. Um, and then we have some that have competed at really, really high levels. So there's a really wide variation. Yeah. That's awesome. So a little bit of background, I guess, to our listeners about how this whole thing got started is um, our business, uh, my business partner and co-founder, um, Ken Rushi, and our manager in Oxford, Lisa DeBoard, they did a little talk for you guys, uh, I'd say maybe a month or so ago now. Is that right, Catherine? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And they were just kind of educating you about our favorite topic on the Direct Access to Oxford <laughs> Physical Therapy podcast. He which has is to fit it in somewhere, guys. Direct <laughs> Access. So... This is this is time to see Catherine if Ken and Lisa did a good job. Uh-oh. Do you remember what is direct access? Um yeah, I believe that that means that um a student or anyone could come to you guys without first seeing another doctor to get like a recommendation. Wow. Fantastic. You Catherine, win. you get a gold star. And you just let them keep their jobs. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, I think they talked to you guys about that, and uh, did they maybe do a little demo about dry needling also? I remember they talked about it. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. I don't think they did a demonstration, but that was definitely something they talked about. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they got to demo it or not. Right. Cool. Their jobs are back on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, have you yourself uh, ever had a therapy or an injury related to riding? Um, luckily, I have never had an injury that required hospitalization or seeing a doctor or any medical care professional. Um, I have had oh, some good. falls, but the worst of that has been, you know, some kind of nasty bruises. So I have been yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, that's that. I mean, that sounds really, really lucky because, uh, especially in your event, you're jumping a lot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The horse is jumping. <laughs> well, she's on the horse that's jumping, so. Do you train on what happens if things go awry on like ways to protect yourself if you do fall or how to get out of the way or is that part of, you know, like 
a training process you go through? Um, not formally, like through the university, but I think generally um, there is sort of like a safe way to fall, if that makes sense. It involves a lot of rolling, trying to pull in your limbs in for sure. core, um, and just trying to, um, you know, not land on your head. <laughs> um, yeah. Or under the horse's feet. Yeah. What protective gear do you wear when you compete? I personally just wear a helmet, um, and that's like okay. federally regulated. It has to meet certain standards from certain brands. Um, some people uh-huh. will wear uh, inflatables, or like I guess not inflatable is the right word, but vests that on impact um, will, I guess, inflate with oh, air. Sorry. They have little cartridges. That's mostly yeah. seen yeah. in like the eventing discipline. Okay. Um, okay. But I do know some people that wear them, especially if they've had a previous injury, um, where maybe if they fell off again um, in a certain way, it could be more harmful to them. For sure, for sure. Um, have there many many people in your club that have had injuries while riding and training? Is that a pretty common thing, or are most people like you pretty lucky and have avoided it? I would say most people don't get seriously injured. Um, I do know that Good. concussions are a fairly frequent thing throughout yeah. the sport as a whole. Um, yeah. But I think that is probably the thing that I've mostly seen, or I know people that have had concussions. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I have to give you my recent horse experience. Um, <laughs> I went to Colorado on an elk archery hunt, and we horsebacked in um, like 10 miles uh, to the base camp. And um, I tell you, I, r- I have a real appreciation for the muscle control that it takes riding. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this was on the way in was probably about two hours. On the way out was maybe around three um, we were able, thankfully, to take a shortcut. Otherwise, it would have been like five, five and a half hours on, on a horse? horse. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I tell you what, when I got off, it was like, oh, my gosh, we were the muscles sore. And I never even imagined, like, these are muscles you use when you ride a horse. You don't think about it. Yeah. Imagine um, how the horse feels. I know. No kidding. <laughs> especially, right? Um, <laughs> but is there are there special training or conditioning that you and your club and team members do to, you know, stay in good shape and stay ready for riding? Yeah, so it depends. We don't have, like, a formal training program outside of our, like, weekly lessons, or everyone will take a lesson or, like, have an hour period of instruction um, with one of our coaches twice a week. Um, Potentially more than that, if there's a competition and you're one of the jumping riders, um, you could potentially get an extra practice. There's also opportunities to ride more outside of that if you decide to lease the Miami horse um, and go to an outside competition and things like that. Um, for a while, I know with the university, we were um, like leasing space at the Chestnut Field House. So that's where um, a lot of other teams do practices and workouts. So we did have the space reserved once a week where we could have um, kind of an instructor lead us through different exercises. But mostly it's very individualized because everyone's sort of involved in a different level compared to like the level of writing they're doing and how they want as much they want to be involved. Not everyone that's on the team competes. So I think uh-huh. it's a, there's a lot of um, different levels um, of things that people can do. Yeah. Have you personally found that, like, you know, certain kind of core strengthening or hip strengthening or flexibility, is there anything uh, unique um, that you've found that really helps you stay, you know, feeling better when you're riding? Definitely a lot of core workouts. Um, I think that's I the imagine. part, um, especially for just balance and being able to, um, be in more control of your body when you're on the horse. Um, and then uh-huh. um, probably a lot of lower body workouts as well. So I'd say core and legs are the main um, areas. Yeah. And 
tell me, you, you know, we're talking all about the fun stuff that you do at Miami, but what about the serious stuff? What are you studying and, and what is this, <laughs> what are you in path to become? Today? Um, so I am a double major in psychology and biology. And then I've also have the neuroscience and pre-medical studies co-major. So I've applied to medical school. Um, so that is hopefully where I'll be next year. I'm a senior. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, it sounded like you listed like four majors. I know. I mean, maybe Are you I'm sure? wrong, but it sounded like you're 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 probably doing a lot of coursework and super super busy. <laughs> yeah. And when you go to medical school, do you have like a specialty picked out that you hope to pursue, or? Um, not particularly. I've liked a lot of things that I've been lucky enough to see and shadow, but I'm trying to keep relatively mm-hmm. open mind because I know um, I'll have the chance to actually go through all the rotations once I'm in school. Um, and kind of have that firsthand experience to figure out what I would actually like to do in my career. Matt's always awesome. trying to recruit for Oxford Physical Therapy. So if physical therapy ever becomes <laughs> top of your mind, join the great family here. Right. Yeah, right. That's right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and is there a medical school that you've picked out that you would ideally hope to go to? Or do you have a couple options? Um, I mean, they're like... A lot of dream schools, obviously, but I am still really in the midst of the application cycle, so it's a really long, so I could hear back from school still next spring and everything, so I'm kind of just playing the waiting. Well, give us your one, what's your one dream? What's your number one home Top run dream. grand slam, Catherine? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, unrealistically, <laughs> if I could just, you know, press the button and be qualified and be it would be probably the University of Michigan, but I'd really love to go to... Ohio State or really any school that will accept me because it's incredibly competitive. Right. Those are conflicting schools, but we believe in manifesting what you want here. So we believe you can do it. (laughs) We'll send good (laughs) thoughts your way. So thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for taking time and educating our listeners, giving them direct access to something behind the scenes that, you know, an equestrian club and and team that we never thought we'd probably get to talk to. So thank you so much. I know. I know. I learned something today. Yeah. Yep. Well, good luck on the rest of your exams. Thanks again for taking time out to be with us today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, I think that was awesome information. Uh, thanks so much for Catherine taking time. I know it's busy this time of year in college with exams. And exams. Christmas is coming. Yeah. We really appreciate her time being on the episode. I think she's been really, really fortunate, and many people in her group, like low number of injuries. Um, that maybe, we know of. <laughs> maybe we need to be, maybe our next direct access presentation should be at the equestrian reunion, like 20 years later. Because <laughs> I imagine, <laughs> I imagine the people many years down the road are feeling all the riding on the horse oh, they did at some point. Okay. So I know, I know when I, I shared that, you know, like I said, when I was in Colorado, I got off of the horse. Whew, I was sore. Yeah. Didn't last long. Okay. I recovered, but. That's because you're a physical therapist. You know what to do, I right? I knew what to do. Exactly. <laughs> but for all those equestrians out there who do need some help, you know, physical therapy could be an option for you. That's right. And to any of our listeners out there that might have a club, like a bike club or triathlon club or different things like that, and you're like, hey, I would love to get someone out to do a talk or do information, that's something we do. So right. we're mobile. We'll come to you. We'll come to your meeting. We'll give some information. We can do demonstrations. Um, you know, we can identify muscle groups that are used during your particular activity, uh, ways to prevent injury, ways to educate you out there. That's just a service that we like to offer to the community. So uh, you can find us and seek us out, and we'll come to you, and maybe you could be the next guest. I was going to say that next. <laughs> you, maybe if we come to talk to you, you might be the next guest on the Oxford podcast. That's right. 
Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be Until talking to you soon. next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.